And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, Behold, he is calling Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come and take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and released his spirit, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion, who stood facing, saw that in this way he released his spirit, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. Only days before, the crowds gathering in Jerusalem for Passover celebrated Jesus' arrival as if greeting a prophet or hero of old, as if he were another Moses come to free them from the hand of Pharaoh, a David who cast out the Philistines, or another Judas Maccabeus who cast out their Greek oppressors. Today, as those same crowds gather together in celebration and preparation for Passover, he hangs outside the city. He who cast out demons is himself cast out. The healer of many hangs, wounded, broken, and fighting for every breath. He who proclaimed the good news of the kingdom to all who would listen is posted as a warning to all. All who have eyes to see and ears to hear the rumors of his arrest midnight trial and slow execution. The prophet of God is reduced to Roman propaganda with the label King of the Jews. While Jerusalem recalls the first Passover, when the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob led their ancestors out of Egypt and delivered them from the oppressive hand of Pharaoh to serve God, Jesus and the men hung on his right and his left serve to remind the celebrants what happens to would-be revolutionaries. For under the eagle eye of Rome and those who conspire with her, crucifixion is the fate of those who follow the way of Moses, David, or Judas Maccabeus in these days. Early on Friday morning, three Jews were nailed to a cross and lifted up. The hours pass. The sun rises in the sky, bearing down on the crucified. In the sixth hour, that is, when the sun reaches its highest point, darkness fills the whole land. Now in the dark themselves did those in nearby Jerusalem think of the first Passover when darkness filled the land of Egypt, the ninth of ten plagues? When the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness to be felt. That darkness lasted three days. This darkness lasts three hours. But those who find themselves in the dark never know how long it will last. When will it end? On this Good Friday, when the whole earth seems covered by a shadow, when we cannot see our loved ones, when the world seems cloaked in confusion, 
Let us linger in the darkness for but a few minutes to see what can be seen. Like the other plagues, the plague of palpable darkness, darkness one can feel, demonstrates the God of Israel's creation power. Darkness which overrides the order of the world reveals who truly orders the world. For a plague of darkness, whether for three days or three hours, is a mere echo of the original darkness. When the land was without form, empty, and void of life, and darkness was over the face of the deep. As Jesus hangs outside the city, the land is covered in darkness. The sun is unnaturally hidden. Creation itself responds in sympathy with the crucified one. The land is covered in darkness, as the one in whom and for whom all things were created is handed over and gives himself over to death. Darkness is the ninth plague. The tenth plague is the plague from which Passover takes its name, the plague of the firstborn. In that day, Moses said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn son, and I say to you, let my son go, that he may serve me. If you refuse to let him go, then I will kill your firstborn son. In that day, God's firstborn from among the nations of the earth was threatened. Today, the firstborn of creation hangs on a cross outside Jerusalem's walls. Like Egypt in the days of Moses, Jerusalem, the city of peace, is covered in darkness. In that day, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did not spare the firstborn of the Egyptians. Yet, today, the firstborn of creation, God's beloved son, takes the place of the Passover lamb, making peace by the blood of his cross. Forgive them, Father. In this way, the way of the faithful son, the darkness that was a shadow, a mere echo of the original darkness, signifies the birth pangs of new creation. As with the original darkness, this darkness is broken by spoken word. Jesus cries out in his mother tongue, Aramaic, and his father's tongue, prayer. Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In the darkness, he is misunderstood. He calls for Elijah, they say. Let us see if Elijah will come and rescue him. All who see me mock me, the psalmist cries. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I am poured out like water, the psalmist cries. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like baked clay, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death, for dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. 
They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. You, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. The earth was without form, empty and void of life. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and released his spirit. Darkness was over the face of the deep. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. <laughs>